is magic real? Mm-hmm. Is there such thing as a wizard? Yeah. Is witchcraft real? In the jungles, you know, think about this, like witch doctors. Yeah. When they put spells on you, a lot of people just go, hey, that stuff's not real, so it's fantasy, so mm. why not just entertain it and watch a movie? Gotcha. I have friends who come from the cult and come from like crazy stuff, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh, that stuff's real. Like yeah. I grew up with like seeing sacrifices and seeing awful stuff and like, yeah. ain't no way I'm going to touch that. So is there a difference, I'll say this way, between your conscience mm. and your conviction? Oh, that's good. So could it be okay for some families to watch this? Yeah. And maybe should some families not watch this? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the Uncomplicated Podcast. Hey, I was talking to Fernando, who's behind the camera today, and I said, yes. why would you give up your time? Why would you do this today? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you got plenty of things you could be doing. You set aside this time to make this podcast with us. So talented. Shout out to Fernando. But he said, we love you, Fern. whenever I have a question about life or faith, he goes, the first thing I do is I go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. I go to Google. Yep. And uh, that's why we started this podcast is that so many of you, so many of us yeah. have questions totally. about life because life, you need help in life. Totally. You it's know? a mess. It's complicated. And it's tricky. That the, that's the purpose of faith. Yeah. And as complicated as life is, we believe that God never intended faith to be complicated. Yeah. Faith's supposed to help life keep from being complicated. Correct, yeah. And so uh, we have a catalog now of questions that have come in and answers, and you can see that in the description of this YouTube video. But um, yeah, thank you for submitting all these questions because when you submit a question, other people are asking the same thing. And so uh, we have a record number of questions. Let's get to it. Yep, let's do it. Number one, Hocus Pocus and Harry Potter. As Christians, is it okay for our kids to watch these movies? Okay, so it's a question about magic. Magic. Should our kids be watching movies about magic? Ah, yes. Uh, Witchcraft. Yep. Wizards. Yep. Warlocks. Spells. (laughs) Is this in the Bible? Yeah. Should did it say protect our kids? No, it just says is it okay for our kids to watch? Gotcha. These? Yeah, this is this is a question we get a lot. Yeah. So know? who do you think is asking this question? Probably the same person who asked last week: Should Christians celebrate Halloween? Oh yeah. You know the same the same. You know maybe it's even a new believer who's just kind of totally like, dude, I used out. to be all about like tarot cards, and mm-hmm. I used to be all about like having Palm the readers, uni- yeah, and the universe and the stars helping me navigate life, and like I'm reading the Bible and I'm just seeing that that's like not only is that not endorsed in the Bible? It's off limits, mm. you know? And uh, why? Is magic real? Mm-hmm. Is there such thing as a wizard? Yeah. Is witchcraft real? In the jungles, you know, think about this, like witch doctors. Yeah. When they put spells on you or when they do, um, what's that called when they had the little doll that looks like you and they put the needles in it? What's it called? Voodoo. 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 Thank you for it. <laughs> In that deep voice voodoo. Is that real? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, I think you know, a lot of people just go, hey, that stuff's not real, so it's fantasy, so mm. why not just entertain it and watch a movie? Gotcha. And then some people actually, like I have friends who come from the cult and come from like crazy stuff, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh, that stuff's real. Like yeah. I grew up with like seeing sacrifices and seeing awful stuff and like, yeah. ain't no way I'm going to touch that. So maybe this is just a concerned parent or somebody who's just like, yeah, hey. I think it's a good parent wanting to make sure that they're uh, pointing their kids towards Jesus and trying to raise them the best they know how. So you've got three kids, as do I. Yeah, we, we uh, actually, we share them. We share three kids. Yeah. Uh, they <laughs> will not watch Harry Potter with me. No, they and you've asked them yes. too. So let's go. Okay. Have you seen Hocus Pocus and Harry no, Potter? I let's seen start Hocus there. Pocus. Okay. But you've seen I'm Harry Potter. I'm guessing Potter's. it's a show about witches. Yes. I, I think so too. It's a Disney yeah. Disney movie. And I think the second one just came out. Disney I have movies not... have a history of magic. What was that oh, one? Oh, totally. The, with all the, of them. With the mouse, with the with the hat on. And then the... Right? Fantasmic. Yeah. It's like... Mickey. Mickey's all about... Yeah. It's all about magic, right? The magic kingdom. It's all about... I mean, Ariel, My shout out to my favorite Disney movie, The Little Mermaid. Isn't that about a spell? Uh, she sells her voice to the Witch of the Sea yeah. so she can run away from her dad yeah. and become a human. Anyway, um, I have not seen these movies. Our kids, you have asked them to do the Harry Potter marathon with you. Because your sister made me watch it. Yeah, because she it. loves it. I did not read the books. Um, she read the books and you I guys did, did a marathon together and tried to drag me in. I am not, not into that like fairy tale very much unless it's like 
cartoon. Um, so our kids will not watch it with you. Why won't they watch it with you? All right. So my mind's bursting with all these different things. One, let's talk about, uh, well, you're a pastor and you let your kids watch Harry Potter. Let's get into that mm-hmm. because is sin, is this like, is there a difference, let's say this way, between your conscience mm. and your conviction? Oh, that's good. So could it be okay for some families to watch this? Yeah. And maybe should some families not watch this? Yeah. Right? Like, let's figure that out. Totally. You know, or, or, or is just faith black and white? Right. Is this, is this sin territory? If you're watching these movies, is yeah. this sin territory? Like, for everybody who watches it, it's simple. Right. right. The second thing is, let's talk about magic. Okay. Is that real? And what part of, does that play in our, in our life? Mm-hmm. You know, and practically what is, you know, what is witchcraft and magic and stuff like that? Yeah. So let's talk about both those things. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, I think if we hit those two things, that'll probably get the, so gotcha. what, do want, what do you want to talk about first? Um, you said, what was the first thing you said? I said, uh, <laughs> conscience yeah. versus conviction. Let's start there. Okay. So what's a conscience and who has a conscience? Um, in Disney According movies, it was, I was going to say it was Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. He, uh, you know, Pinocchio didn't have a brain because he was made out of wood. <laughs> so Jiminy Cricket kind didn't have of strings. Pinocchio didn't have strings. He Maria. didn't have a brain. He was made out of wood. Oh anyway, well, however he was made, he needed help from someone else to guide his conscience, to guide his life. And so there was this little cricket dressed yeah, up watched, real cute. We watched the remake recently. Yeah, I, I fell asleep. Basically, <laughs> basically this, uh, they wish on a star and they bring Pinocchio to life, yep. but he's incomplete yep. because he doesn't have a conscience. Yeah. And so Jiminy Cricket is the conscience and she's like, basically, he? yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, if, 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 if you ba- listen to Jiminy, over here, you'll be fine. You will, you will grow a conscience basically on your own, or you'll, you'll become, oh, you'll become okay. a real boy once you can demonstrate like. That was like a testing. Yeah. Part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that was part of his journey was like, you know, making the right choices and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And so, so Jiminy was like, uh, was like anointed his conscience or whatever. So everywhere he went, it was like Jiminy was chasing him. Cause he's like, Oh, he can't go without his conscience. He can't do this. He can't do and that. And then uh, your boy Jim would get trapped. And yep. then Pinocchio would be off here and he would be separate from his conscience and then he'd be going off a cliff. Making bad decisions. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So uh, it was really cool. It was really cool to watch that with okay, the kids. Okay, well, I'm going to have to re- rewatch. So uh, where's the truth in that? So Romans chapter two mm-hmm. uh, says that we all have a conscience. Okay, so every person who's made in the image of God has a conscience. Which would be everyone. Yeah. Yes. But there's there's two categories. There's mm-hmm. the creator of all things and then there's creation. Okay. So there's God and then there's everything he's made. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Not everything that God has made has a conscience. Correct. Right? So where does that come from? The fact that we have a conscience, that mm-hmm. we can tell right from wrong, that we actually care if we're doing something wrong or yeah. not, like that is the greatest evidence, I think, of, of there being a God. Mm. Right? Like science can't explain conscience. Right. You know? So... um would you intertwine that word and I mean, feel free to say no, because I don't, I'm asking the question with like a moral compass. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. hundred percent. Another way yeah. to say it. There like, is just, you general- know, that like if you kill someone that is bad, everyone on earth knows that. Yes. Right. No matter what Being time in his- humanity would be a good thing. And everyone knows that, that it has, you know, a, is a, a human. Yeah. Right. No matter yeah. where you are in history, what culture, what yep. era, what people group, right? Totally. Uh, nobody is, uh, you know, nobody's going around flicking baby, infant babies in the forehead and thinking that's okay. Right. Everyone's like, why would you pick on a helpless little baby? Right. You know, what a stupid illustration, but you know what I mean? But no, it's totally. But, I mean, like you just, you just recognize some things that are right, right and wrong. And in Romans two, it says the law of God was put on our heart. Okay. So what that means is, is it means everybody has a conscience who's made in the image of God. That's why you have that. And so you really don't have an excuse. Romans two says like about right or wrong because mm. you just know it. Right. Now that's a scale right and wrong. Sure. You know what I mean? There's, there's more wrong and less wrong. Right. A lot of people talk about like all sins being the same. That mm. is not true. Not biblical. But the consequence of sin yeah. is the same. Any kind of sin pulls us away from God. Yeah. So anyways, we'll get that later. So conscience versus... Conviction. Conviction. Mm -hmm. Now, when you are in Christ, the Bible teaches, when you've been forgiven, you are born again. Yep. Okay? So people, that that term born again has gotten like a bad rap because of people think born again Christians and they think fundamentalism and they think 
you know, whatever, judgmental people or whatever. But the truth is Jesus came up with that term, mm-hmm. born again. Right. And it's the perfect term, term, per, term because he's, he says basically you, you existed without a closeness with God your whole life. You were at a distance. And now when you're born again, you not just have a conscience, but you have a the spirit of God in you. You right. have a, you become a new creation, the Bible says. So like you have this relationship with God when you're born again through Jesus because you don't have the sin that's in the way. The forgiveness is made possible. Jesus has made it possible to be close to God. Are you tracking with me? I'm Does totally tracking sense? with you. Yep. Like no, no, like preach. Keep little, going. This is good. This is really good. Anyways, I'll speed this up. Um, you have more than a conscience. You have help from God. That's good. I have closeness with God. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is it means God's going to help you with the particulars of your life. Now, That's fast forward news. to this question. Yeah. yeah. You're a parent. You feel like your kids shouldn't be watching movies about magics and wizards and witchcraft. They shouldn't be doing Magic the Gathering cards. They shouldn't be, you know, yeah. uh, playing, I don't know, maybe you don't like Dungeons and Dragons or you don't like, I don't know, whatever it is. As a parent, mm-hmm. God's helping you with those kids. Totally. And you have to figure out how to listen to his voice. Yeah. As what it's it's more than just convict it's more than just conscience right because your conscience isn't going to help you with everything right your conscience there's is, gray areas yeah your conscience <laughs> is just like a you know you perfectly yeah. said and so that being said some families mm-hmm. some believers yeah what's wrong for them might be wrong for them yeah but it's not a violation of some moral code correct it's more of a violation of your relationship with God, your conviction. Yeah. yeah. Like, like God's telling you not to do that. It's not the best thing for you. It's not a wrong thing, right? but it's not the best thing or, or it's wrong it's for not you. Beneficial is a great word. I think to sometimes mm-hmm. we do things that like aren't harmful, but yeah. they're not beneficial. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And just like in a marriage with you, there's things that wouldn't be wrong for me to do, but would not be helping. Yeah. Totally. And so mm-hmm. that's how relationships work. They're you're either moving closer together or further apart. And so this person is asking a question, not about religion, right? about morality, about a question about about what's best for their family. That's a yeah, great question to ask. It's a really good question. So I wanted to watch Harry Potter with my kids because I know that Harry Potter, as much as the author gets a bad rap, I know that she's a Christian. <laughs> and and it's awful. Which blows people's you know? minds yeah, when like they hear can, that. You can Google this, but like J.K. Rowling, you know, she was like, you know, I, I, I didn't tell people I was a Christian because... You know, the the story of Harry Potter is a story of redemption and a savior. And if I tell people I'm a Christian, they're going to know how the story ends. And or the book know. won't do as well. And I mean, it, it was maybe it. who knows? Yeah, but it's it's up to her if she's going to say that or not. But totally. she goes the way people treated me, mm. like the way the Christian community treated me, because I wrote a book about wizards and all this kind of stuff. She's yeah. like, I don't even want to be associated with Christians wow. anymore. And so. Yeah, I don't know, man. You got to Google that and figure out that whole story because I'm obviously paraphrasing. Yeah. You know, but, um, but, um, I mean, here's something too without, um, as a parent, like you can, and, and I'm not talking specifically about like these types of movies, but just in general, if you live by, not seeking things out for yourself and just listening to the voice of others solely, you may miss um, an opportunity to help shape your children. Meaning if there was a movie that was in question and you were like, you never watched it, you didn't do any research on it, you knew nothing about it, but just like, oh, no one's watching, this is wrong for us to watch. How would you know it's wrong for you to watch it? You know what I mean? Like, as a parent, you've got to, yes, protect your children, help shape their life. Sometimes there may be a movie that would help you have deeper conversations about God, even though there's might be some questionable things in there that depending on their age and their, you know, where they're at in life and their personality and their makeup. But I think sometimes if we just say, oh, we're not going to touch that. um, You might miss an opportunity. Pinocchio is a great example. Yeah. Pinocchio was like, let's teach my kids what a conscience is and the difference between conviction yeah. and conscience. Mm-hmm. And we used Pinocchio. We watched it as a family. Mm-hmm. You fell asleep. I fell asleep. But I was able to help him. Here's another great one. The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, so good. They're so excited about that right now. Yeah. I read that book to Logan when he was little. We've watched the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carter was telling me yesterday that they just started reading it at school. Mm-hmm. And guess what's in that? Wizards. Yeah. Magic. Witches. Yes. <laughs> all sorts of witch. stuff. <laughs> and it's obviously, once again, a Christian 
author. Right. C.S. Lewis is not just a Christian author. He's a theologian. He's a theologian. His book, Mere Christianity, changed my life. Yep. Another contemporary of C.S. Lewis is who? J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah. Right? The Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Dude, Lord of the Rings, another Christian man writing epics. Won't sit through it. It's way too long. Writing epic (laughs) adventures, magic, the whole thing, right? Totally. And so these are great ways to set up conversations with your kids about what magic is or not. Yeah. And is magic real? Mm -hmm. Now, should you be playing a Ouija board with your kid? No. Right. No. Should you be going to, you know, whatever, tarot card readers or whatever like that? Should you be looking at your horoscope with your kids? No. Right. I'm not saying, I'm not saying get involved in it. Right. I'm saying take what the culture says about magic, hold it up to them and say, what does the Bible say? So good. You got to hold both in your hands. Here's what the Bible says. Here's what God says. Right. And here's what the world says. And you got to give them, say, what, what do you think is, what do you think is the truth here? Right. You know, that's what you're going and for. And I think so many times followers of Jesus, they want, as do all parents, they want to protect their kids, which is right. That's, that's what we're called to do as parents. But sometimes I've seen it before where Christians can say this world is so dark and so evil that I'm going to keep my kid bubble wrapped at home away from anything that is dark yet one day they will grow up and be an adult in this dark world and not know how to stand because they were not given the tools and had the conversations we just stayed away from it yeah and uh I get it. You've got to protect your kids. I am. I'm not, I'm an advocate of that, but prepare your kids. Prepare don't just protect your them. kids. That's so good. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm a pastor. I speak in a little ration. Prepare. Don't just protect. You do. Conviction versus. Do you have three points for us? Yeah, just I kidding. do. So, Hey, um, with the, with the, you know, Hocus Pocus coming out and Harry Potter and all that. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is that my kids don't want to watch that. Yeah. 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 Talk about that a no, little bit. No, you talk about that. Cause don't you have a, don't, yeah. you don't like, you don't like scary stuff. I don't. My kids don't want to watch it. No. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like, Hey, watch this with me. You yeah, know what I, I mean? remember. If they don't want to do I it. totally remember first, second, third grade. I don't know what grade. I was uh, in class, and the teacher was going to watch, uh, play a movie. Gave the parents a heads up called "The Witches." Came out in like 1990, and it was all about witchcraft and these witches. And I don't know what it's about because I didn't watch it. But anyway, we played it in school, and I had a conversation with my parents, and they weren't huge on me watching it, but I didn't want to watch mm. it. And I remember sitting through hours of a movie in the back of the class with my back towards the television working or coloring or doing whatever on I chose yeah. on my own. Um, because I didn't want to entertain. I've, I've hated, I hate like haunted mansions or all the maze things. If you like it, that's on you. I just, I have never liked it. And I think it's because I have, I don't know if you have, but like I've experienced darkness, yeah. like an evil yeah. and I've seen people experience that and it's very real to yeah. me and yeah. so entertaining yeah i don't want to entertain i don't want to joke around with that stuff i don't i don't and so if there's something that my kids feel like i i would just rather not i mean obviously i'm helping shape them so we have conversation like is this borderline legalism or is this a conviction of their heart and yeah. If it's a conviction of their heart, why would I like force my kids to watch a movie that they are like, I just, I'm my, my, I'm trying to help them, um, cultivate a voice of God in their life. And so if they're like, yeah, I just would rather not entertain that. I'm okay with that. Cause I had that as a, as a young kid too. Some kids are particularly discerning. Yeah. They're particularly sensitive to the spiritual realm. Totally. Those kids are people could lead to there's a, a lady on our staff yeah, at our yeah, church yeah. who mm-hmm. used to be a medium yeah <laughs> and now she's an incredible powerhouse yeah for a different team yeah <laughs> totally for, and uh she just had a sensitivity toward that supernatural stuff yeah and i could see a kid having that oh mm-hmm. i want to i want to do magic the gathering cards or i want to mm-hmm. do you know Dungeons and dragons fantasy or i want to read all these books on vampires or whatever right. it is and it's like hey Let's go ahead and notice that about you. Let's recognize that there is something that is drawn to the supernatural and let's make sure that we prepare you for that and teach you for that because the supernatural is real. What is discernment? This is what you got to know. Discernment is discernment is wisdom. Here's Mm -hmm. the formula plus experience. Yeah. Plus the Holy Spirit. That's what discernment is. Discernment is not just a feeling. It's not just some sort of radar that you have. I mean, it can be. 
the, the Holy Spirit can give you a gift of discernment. He can help you discern. He can be like, hey, don't go through that door. Don't hang out with that person. Right. Don't text that guy back. Red light, uh, red light, red light. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but you got to get wisdom, right? So that's what you're doing by asking this question. Yeah. You're getting some wisdom. Uh, you got to get experience, right? That's, I've learned this before. I've gone through this before. And then the Holy Spirit's like, I'll help you with this. Yeah. So you put those things together and you start to get discernment. And discernment is about how it, it is, is the journey. So totally. I don't know if we've, we've covered this question, but uh, I, think, I think so. I mean, it could be, let's recap. What, what's right for your family may be wrong for another family. What's wrong for your family may be right for another family. It's about conscience and conviction. Yeah. Um, discernment. You need to figure out how to prepare your kids, not just protect them. Right. Um, magic is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can use that as a way to help pe- your kids see that, you know, take them through Chronicles of Narnia. One of the best. So good. The best book on the kingdom of God ever written, in my opinion. The yeah. Chronicles of Narnia. So Just good. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I w- uh, and uh, anything else? Yeah, I think the only, the only other thing I would say is like magic versus witchcraft. Yeah. Right? Like Halloween Horror Nights. I don't like it. I used to like it. You used to like it. You I dragged like me it. there and we were like dating. Was, you know what I also used I to also like? I also just prayed through the entire maze. I used to like, <laughs> I used to like violent <laughs> movies. Yeah. I used to like violent movies. Okay, uh-huh. so imagine this. Let's say that you were actually in warfare okay you or you experienced real violence okay like would you, you know. want to watch movies with a bunch of violence or would it make sense that you'd be like actually i don't even want to watch pretend movie magic violence because that triggers me because right. i've been through real violence that's trauma right? yeah yeah the same thing i think with magic or witchcraft or halloween horror nights i've seen a lot of gnarly stuff and yeah. evil mm-hmm. i don't want to go pretend to be around it yeah you know, totally not that I'm afraid of it. Right. But I just like, I don't think it's something you goof around with. I don't it's think not, dressing up like a witch. I don't think pretending to be something bloody. I, I don't even, I just, you know, I, honestly, I was watching a movie the other day that normally wouldn't have phased me. And it was like something really violent happened. And I felt myself just be like, I don't want to watch this. Like, yeah. I think the relationship that I have with God and the more discernment that grows and the more experience I have, mm-hmm. there's just some things in life where you're just like, I just don't think that's edifying. Yeah. Beneficial. What, yeah. Edifying. The word also in the scriptures is edifying. Like, I don't think this is building me up. Yeah, so I don't want to, you know, maturity I think is being like, Hey, it's not bad, but it's not good. So yeah. let's choose good. Yeah. You know, so, um, some people are more mature. You're a kid not wanting to watch this witch's stuff because it wasn't edifying. It wasn't helping you. And you just, you didn't need your parents to put it off limits. You're just like, I don't want that. Right. And, uh, but there are parents that need to choose that for their kids who are immature. I think a bigger question is, is magic real? Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in the, su- there is a supernatural realm. Sure. And so, I mean, Thursday is a great example. There, what happened Thursday night was supernatural. And, um, you know, you, you watch movies, you, you, you see stuff about like supernatural stuff happening. And of course your kids, you're going to be, there's something about it that you're kind of like intrigued. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason might be because there is, there's a reality that of, of the supernatural, Yeah, there's a natural and supernatural. The scripture says that there's like dimensions, mm. you know? And so there, you know, Maybe the reason why a lot of Christians don't bother with any kind of magic fascination or are not interested is because we've seen the real thing. Yeah. You know, power of God. Uh, Thursday night, you know, I, I hesitate to share this story because it's kind of like, you know what I mean? It's personal for you and, sure. and you know, but. I don't, I, I don't hesitate because I, I always want to give glory and honor where it is due. But most people won't believe. Sure. People aren't going to believe in fine. the story. So. That's fine. You don't have to believe me. But I, <laughs> I know the truth because I'm living it. Um, I woke up a week prior to Thursday. Um, in I didn't wake up, actually. It was Sunday evening in my kitchen. I dropped to my knees in pain. Right. And you're like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not okay. I've had kidney stones years prior. Kidney stones. Kidney stones. If you've had kidney stones, put that in the comments. Let us know <laughs> how awful. awful that is. I have not awful. had one. I, my dad's had one. My friends have had one. And I am. And your I, wife has had three. Well, prior to this this time. So dreading the yeah. idea of kidney stones. Kidney stones I, are just, terrible. Past two, I had surgery on one three years ago. Yeah. But um, anyway, I dropped to my knees and I began to feel the pain that those of you that have had kidney stones, you know, it starts like in your lower back and the, the track and then it has to go through and the whole thing. And um, for the entire week, 
till Thursday. Oh, we canceled I was, yeah. I had to cancel appointments. I was just in excruciating pain. Yeah. I told my staff, I went into the office for a little bit and I was like, if I look like I'm mad at you, I promise I'm not, I'm just in really bad pain. So like I almost passed out. It's, it's finally bad. you listened to your husband who loves you and stayed home for a couple days. Uh, for one day. Anyway, <laughs> went to church Thursday night because I don't want to lay in bed. Like I would rather live my life in pain than be stuck in bed. If I can maneuver, I will. That's just my personal motto. So I'm well. I canceled my school to take care of you and my my. Well, my you're counseling so so sweet. Yeah, we had one one day of canceling things because the pain was so bad. Anyways, went I to say church. all that because it's like this isn't like I think I might have kidney stones. We're no, sharing no, all this, this because. You for sure knew. Yes, I for sure knew. I know the pain. I've had it It before. It disrupted our lives. Awful. We were preparing for it. Yep. And so I go to church and I could barely move. I don't even think I was able to stand all through worship because the pain was so bad. Um, But you had a moment, which was kind of different from most Sunday. I wasn't planning on that Most services, yeah. yeah. I wasn't planning on and doing you that. said, hey, if you need healing and you're in the room, you need healing in your physical body, I want you to stand up um, if you're asking God to heal you. And I was like, well, if God would heal me from this, awesome. I'll stand up in faith. Um, and if I'm honest, I don't know if I really like had this like tremendous faith where God was going to heal me. I just felt like, oh, these are kidney stones. I'm going to have to endure them. But I'll always take prayer. I always believe Jesus can. And um, so I stood up and I got prayed for. And one of my friends like put their hand on my back and they prayed for me and prayed over me. And I had pain right after that prayer. And I went home. And you I, had pain? Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I, I had pain till I went to bed that night. Yeah. I went to sleep and I so woke up. So basically we're in church and I said, if you, you know, if you have an issue right now with your body and you yeah. need healing, uh, just stand up in front of everybody. And then we had people lay hands on yeah, and pray. pray I pulled it. out a magic wand, <laughs> right? I put on my wizard's hat, right? I did some incantations. Oh my goodness. Uh, there was actually a giant bowl that was mixed together with some magic. Yeah. Here, 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 here's a story. Tell everyone you're joking. I'm joking. Okay. People, I'm joking. People might but not isn't that how you think that, you know what I mean? You watch a movie, you see people, what, what do witch doctors do? Yeah. They put something they in a, a cauldron. It's and a spell. It's a, spell. It's a it's recipe. A concoction it's of, a say this thing, yeah. right? It's a do this thing or whatever it is. And it's all about like what we do to basically generate this magic and the sure. magic is the spiritual force. Yeah. And, and, and that's fascinating for people because we all believe, we know there's a supernatural. How do you access it? Yeah. And so it's almost like there's these some people that can do that and they all have funny hats. And they all live Long in the woods. Beards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You got to have a beard. If you you're, got, you might need a staff, if like, you're, like a straight one. If you're a wizard and you don't have a beard, you're ones. for sure a phony. Yeah. So yeah, the whole thing. And, and it's like, you got to cut off a branch or you got to do a mushroom. Right. But how simple was Thursday night? It was really simple. It was not like, it wasn't even like some, if I'm honest, I did not sense a healing in that moment. And then I woke up the next day with zero pain went to the gym, ran three miles the next day. Like yeah. I have not had an ounce of pain. It was gone. And the only explanation I could say like, oh, well it just went away. No, God healed me and I'm so grateful. And he's the only one that could do that. And so I woke up healed and, um, not to say there's not, sometimes there is a, an actual, experience because I was talking totally. to Kevin uh Kevin was serving he's actually here today behind the camera and he was talking to me earlier he's like can we talk about Thursday night mm -hmm. he goes he he grabbed himself he's like dude I felt the presence of God mm -hmm. you know and but uh the presence of God what a what a what a incredible thing to get to feel but faith is more than a feeling yeah and so sometimes like you said you did not sense anything I like that you was use the word sense yeah because that's a perfect I think that's like it's almost like God can be even beyond our five our senses, five senses mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's just like a God sense, you know? Totally. And so you stood up in faith. You didn't yeah. have a lot of faith. You weren't thinking about it. I was like, I thought I was going to endure this, but hey, God, if you want to heal me, I, I will receive that. 100% full-blown miracle on Thursday. Full-blown miracle. Not having kidney stones anymore. Mm -hmm. You've had them before. You knew yep. exactly you're going to have it. Completely healed. Completely by healed. By God, back to work, doing what we got to do. We canceled our podcast last week yeah. because of this mm -hmm. uh, because you were about to have those kidney stones yeah. we canceled last week yeah you know and uh it wasn't magic friends like me no <laughs> it, <pain>. wasn't magic. <laughs> it wasn't magic it wasn't so magic so for maybe those of you that are like i want to know more about the spiritual realm and i want to and i want to 
you know, I'm, 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 I'm enticed. I'm, I, I'm, I have this, I, I want to know more like, man, get to know the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I get to know the presence of God. Yeah, I get to know the Holy Spirit. So, yeah. and I would love to, you know, the thing is, is that this whole thing that happened on Thursday where we pray for people to he- get healed, that's actually not a rare or unusual occurrence. We see God do things like that all, all the time. The time. Mm-hmm. thing is, is maybe it's not talked about a lot. Sure. Because the truth is, is there's just, it's just a barrier for people and skeptics are just like, oh, you're one of those people who believe, you know? And so it takes a little bit of nuance, you know, to, to help people. You know, I think, I think it's, I think it takes more faith to believe that Jesus rose from the dead than it does to believe you got healed from kidney stones. Mm. But for some people, you know, you get into healing and stuff like that and it's just, you get into the super, but but we serve a miracle working supernatural God. Seen crazier I, things. Seen God do bigger things. things. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, there cool. We go. I hope that helps somebody. I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah. Question number two. All right. Telling your non-Christian friends that you are following God. Okay. You have a story? Who, uh, who would ask this question? Telling question? your non-Christian friends. Uh, probably someone that just began to follow God. Like there's a new season in their life and they might be excited about it. But at the same time, maybe their life has been so radically changed by God that, um, they're like, Oh man, like what are my friends going to think? How are they going to feel? How are they going to treat me? What is their response going to be? So you've kind of waited to be like, Oh, there's this thing going on. That's so amazing and so exciting, so personal, but I haven't told my friends. Oh yet. my gosh, dude! I, uh, I you love, have some stories about I have a million this. stories. I love this question, mm-hmm. and I love being around people, yeah, who are having this much radical life change. Totally. Like I just talked to this person on Sunday, and they're like, "I was a full blown atheist mm-hmm. this last month. I began to put my, you know, give my heart to Christ, or I put my faith in Christ, whatever she said." And she just had the biggest smile on her face. Yeah. And she's like, I'm like, how great is it knowing that God loves you and he's with you? And she's like, yes, you know. Yeah. Last night I'm at jujitsu class. Mm-hmm. And at the end of jujitsu class, um, there we basically have uh, maybe 20 or 30 guys that are running in a circle around the mat. Okay. So everybody's, everybody's, well, <laughs> everybody's tired and that's like the cool down, you know. So everyone's like running and like running around the circle. and there's, They run like this. Is that how they run? That's what you just did. Yeah, they're like kind of stretching out <laughs> while they're running. Like that was a powerful. That was a, that was a big class. You know, everyone's like tired. And my coach will give like a little pep talk before we leave. You know what I mean? Like it's a, a little coach. one or two yeah. minute. You know, like what you're eating, what's your what your nutrition's like, what your mindset's like. We have a competition coming up. You know, all this kind of stuff. And he goes. He he shoots off this question to the whole team. He's like he's like, where does abundance? come from or where does abundance begin you know what a weird thing to say right? what an interesting question <laughs> yeah. and uh, he had a particular answer he was looking for gotcha and um uh, but did, where does abundance come did you from? just start preaching um no <laughs> i didn't <laughs> uh nobody wants that he asked some guy one of this, this big wrestler guy in our class and he goes johnny where does abundance come from because no one was answering mm-hmm. and this guy was so awesome he goes well I'm a Christian. Oh, it was so dope. (laughs) It was the perfect moment. It was like everybody's running. He was probably like, oh, am I going to do it? You ain't preaching to anybody. Someone's asking you. Yeah. Well, I'm a Christian coach. Boom. Everybody jumped on him. Like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, he, did he get to finish? He, he, he's like, you're asking a Christian where, but, and here's the thing. Jesus said, I am the way that, you know, what, what do you say? I John give life 10? and life to the fullest. Yeah. I give life more abundantly, right? Yes. Like, like, like abundance does come from Jesus. Like yeah. Jesus talks like if before me, you were dead. <laughs> yeah. Now you're alive. Yeah. Like om- abundance can only come from me. Totally. Like he calls himself life. Right. Like you don't even know life till you know me. So you can't, if you're a Christian, you have to answer Jesus. You right. have to say Christ. Right. And so he goes, well, I, and you can tell that he says, he's like, well, I'm a Christian. And he's like, yeah, but that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It was just like totally, you know? And then he's like, so I have to say Jesus. Like after everyone's oh. like, that, it's like, you have to say Jesus. And that was not the answer he wanted. They didn't want that answer. Else, you know? yeah. But it was perfect. You know, it was like the perfect setup and I loved it. And, um, and I was proud of him for that answer because, you know, Matthew, Did people know that about him? I didn't know that. I've been trying to find all the Christians I can. I've only found <laughs> six so far at my, at my, where I trained. But, um, I said, you know, I said, uh, you know, Matthew chapter five, I think 11, Jesus says, 
hey, God blesses you when you're mocked. God mm. blesses you when you're lied about. God blesses you when people say bad things about you. Wow. Um, and Let that minister to yeah. someone right now. Like if you're say, going through a time where any of those things are happening, let that just, yeah. I don't know. That's he doesn't really say good. God blesses you if you're mocked. Right. He says God when. blesses you when you're mocked. It's good. He doesn't say if they say bad things about you. He says when they say bad things about you. Yeah. Right. And the gospels is a bunch of, a lot of times Jesus not pulling punches. Like, dude, following me makes your life harder, not easier. Yeah. You know, you want to blend in and go with the flow. That's how e the easy road. That's the wide road. This is the narrow road. This is the against the grain. This yeah. is against the current, mm -hmm. you know? And so I just thought that was so cool last night. And, um, you know, telling your non-Christian friends that you're following God, that's the question. Yeah. And you, you know this guy or gal is nervous about telling people that their life has changed, but they have to do it, mm -hmm. you know? Right. You, you have to tell people. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if you don't want to tell people, then I would argue that maybe you're not born again yet. Because, mm. I mean, you, you, you have to tell people. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you know. It's an overflow. When God saves you, like, I love being around people that are just beginning to follow Christ because it's so invigorating. Their faith is is exuberant. I don't even know if that's the right word. It's extravagant. They're so excited about the the salvation that they've just received. I just love being around it. So I got much. this guy I'm discipling right now, and he's got like a big Instagram following, and he's an intellectual, and he mm -hmm. like he basically like. Um, you know, weighs in on all these political stuff and all this intellectual stuff. And like, he's read all, and he was like a hardcore atheist. And then what happens? He starts trying to disprove Christian faith and then comes to Jesus wow. and then gets baptized. And then he goes on, he goes and does a whole Facebook live or a whole Instagram live. Like, Hey guys, I just got baptized. And let me tell you, let's have a conversation about wow. how Jesus is real to me. And he's real. You know what I mean? It's like, he had to, he had to go back almost and just tell everybody all the things that he said was all just leading him to this place now. Wow. You know, and that's an authentic, genuine yeah. journey. And so you have to tell people. There's no secret. There's no undercover Christians. There's yeah. No How did you do it? Because you started following Jesus. You're about 20, right? Mm -hmm. And your life drastically changed. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about your story. Because I, I got to witness it, but... <coughs> Are you talking like, about my birthday? No, I'm my just talking about the birthday? whole journey. Like you made hard decisions and you did certain things. And I think it would encourage someone hearing your story. I think the older you are, the harder it is to follow Jesus. Okay. Because following Jesus is about your old life dying. Mm -hmm. More has to die the older you are. Yeah. You have an identity that's built. You know, you have a person that you are. You have a, this and that has to all die. Mm-hmm. That's what baptism is. Yeah. You know? So I remember being 20, about to be 21, and um, I had a birthday party at a local bar. Uh, In the great 1-8. Yeah. I mean, everybody <laughs> was there. All my friends were there. I and, was there. You know, we, yeah. everybody was everybody was going to do the thing that we, we've done every other birthday up until this point, you know? And everybody's there, and it's packed out, and, and uh, somebody hands me a shot, and everybody's got their shot glasses, and it's like, birthday boy, make a toast, you know? And I hold up my shot glass and I tell everybody, hey guys, thanks for coming out to celebrate my birthday. I'm 21. I have an announcement. <laughs> I'm following Jesus now. And <laughs> I handed my shot to my best friend and everyone's like, all right. <laughs> I'll drink to that, you know, but I need to tell everybody, hey, the person that you've been celebrating birthdays with and hanging with, you're going to see a change now. And I just want to give you a heads up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, I had a life that was just awful and it was not, it was, I mean, it was, it was the kind of life that, you know, it wasn't an awful life in the sense that I didn't have like good people in my life and friends mm -hmm. in my life and that kind of stuff. But even purpose, I had my own purpose that I made up for myself. I'm not saying I didn't have purpose. It's just, it wasn't God's purpose for my life. Yeah. And, it, and, you know, I, I had to kind of tell people, you know, yeah. and later going back on it. I, there was some distance that came up with me and my friends. Yeah. You know, and, and that was, that was just wisdom. Yeah. Like I couldn't go to Vegas on the weekends with my buddies anymore. <laughs> I couldn't go to Rosarito. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do that and follow Jesus. I had to follow Jesus now. Yeah. And my buddy, I remember telling me one time, he goes, man, after you became a Christian, he goes, I felt like we needed to throw you a funeral. Yeah. I remember that. He's like, I, you know, it was like my friend died. My best friend died. Mm -hmm. And I like the new guy. Don't get me wrong. These yeah. are his words. I like the new guy, but He's like great. the old guy needed a funeral, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And he told me that as I was sitting in his car and he was packing a bowl, you know? 
I led him to Christ that night. I led him to Christ that night, my friend. I was like, you could die too and be born again and start over, you know? So crazy though that like he used that language. I remember, I remember all of that. And I mean, that's actually very biblical, whether he knew it or not. Like that person was dead and there was a new man and he was better, you know, and he was great. I remember his words. The new guy's great. Don't get me wrong, but we didn't get to say goodbye to the old guy. We need yeah, a funeral for he, that. He, he started following Jesus. He got baptized. And, um, yeah. you know, telling your non-Christian friends that you're following God. In my story, I led my friend to Christ while he was doing drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I was sitting in the car with him while he was doing drugs. And this is back before marijuana was legal. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, you know, I, I, I never did drugs. So yeah. it really wasn't that unusual. But I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't, separate myself from him because he was some sort of sinner and I was holy now. Right. And I think that's the problem with this is that people are going to mock you and they're going to say bad things about you and they're going to treat you poorly, like Jesus says, because they will probably feel judged by you whether Mm. you're trying that to judge them or not. Yeah. There's something about Christ in you. There's something about your decisions that when you're around them, they there's just this natural feeling for people like, oh, you think you're better than me now? Sure. And yet Jesus was able to pull it off. They used to tell Jesus, you hang out with like the scumbags. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. And Jesus goes, well, it's not the healthy that need a doctor. It's the sick. Yeah. So Jesus was able to do it. I mean, Jesus was able to have friends that were in. Right. That were sick. Right. And friends that, that were, were healthy. Far from God. And so yeah. you got to make sure telling your non-Christian friends that you're following God, that you got you to gotta ask God how to spill, still spend time with those friends yeah. and not make them feel extra judged right. by you. And I feel like maybe the person that asked this question, I could be off, but maybe there's someone watching that this is their story. You are feeling like you're scared of being made fun of, right? Like what sure. you were talking about, being mocked, That that's kind of what's holding you back from telling people. And I just want to encourage you, like, that will happen. That's guaranteed. So just prepare yourself for that. But after maybe that initial mocking, people are going to see Jesus in you and the peace you have and the joy you have in the midst of a storm, in the midst of hard times. And that's going to demand an explanation that people are going to be attracted to. So if you feel like telling people will repel them, it might for a moment, but the people that God's put in your life, it's actually going to attract them to. Like I grew up in church. I've been following Jesus since I was a kid. I used to have a nickname in high school. There was three Christians at our whole school. I was one of them. People knew that this wasn't a secret. I wasn't embarrassed about it. This was my faith. And I was confident in in Christ. And so I was called seventh heaven. That was my <laughs> nickname at school um, because my parents were pastors. And if you were alive in the nineties, there was a show called seventh heaven about a pastor's family. And so, I mean, they're like, Hey, seventh heaven. Hey, like that, that's what people called me. And so I could have, you know, been like, Oh my God, they're all making fun of me or whatever. But like, I just kind of embraced it. It's awesome. And then people were attracted to it. So if you can get through your own insecurity and your own, just know that that's part of it. People are going to mock you, whether you're following Jesus or not, but even more like when you make a life decision that's different than theirs. But I remember people that used to, that made up the name would come to my house and I never would like throw the gospel down anyone's faith. Like if people had questions, I had answers ready But I was never like, hey, you need to live this way. And you need like that. That wasn't who I was. Um, But people would come to my house. And I remember the guy that made up the name. It was a friend of mine, Seventh Heaven. He came over and he walked into the doors of my house. And he was like, and I was like, what? And he's like, there's so much peace in this place. Mm. He's like, can I just sit down? Mm. He's like, can I just stay longer? Mm. And, And people were attracted to the peace of God that was in my life and in my home. And, and so I don't know if that encourages you. I just thought like there's, I, I'm sensing people watching are like scared because of the rejection. You'll get through that. And then God's going to use that. You're a new person now. It's a perfect story. You know, you're, you have a new identity and like, 
you kind of got to put the jersey on. You can't you can't hide the jersey. You know, you wear gotta, it proud. You got to yeah, wear it proud. And you know what? When they're going through a hard time, your friends are going to call you. Yep. So my friends, even though we're not the friends that I'm not that close to, when they go through a hard time, they're reaching out to me. So, um, and what an honor. Yeah. What an honor just to get to like love them, you know what I mean? And and Encourage say, hey, you them. know. Now let's talk about making it worse though, because you know, telling your your non Christian friends that you're following God is the quick quick question. And remember, they're going to feel judged mm-hmm. because people are insecure. And, you know, you're saying my way is the right way and your way is the wrong way, you know? And depending on how they were raised, they're going to be like, well, you think I'm going to hell now? What, you think you're better than me? Or, mm. you know? Now let's talk about judgment for a second. How does, what does Jesus teach us about judgment? Are you supposed to judge other people? Yes or no? Are you supposed to judge people? Yes or no? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Is it your job to judge people? When do you judge people? What does the Bible say? Well, think about it this way. It's in Luke chapter six. He says, Hey, that guy over there, you're trying, you're, you're looking at him and you're like, Hey, you got a piece of sawdust in your eye. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you've got a telephone, telephone pole <laughs> sticking out of your eye, you know? And it's, it's like the judgment idea is bad. He says in Luke six thirty five, I think it is. He says, you judge other people. God's going to judge you by the same standard you judge them. Mm-hmm. So that's a very clear teaching of Jesus. Yeah. Like you doing God's job of judging other people is a bad idea. Yeah. So here's how we look at it. I live in a a family and God is my father. Yeah. That's what being a Christian is, right? Mm -hmm. I'm in the family of God. The Bible says that he rescued me out of darkness and delivered me into the kingdom of his son, right? And the king is my dad. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in a family, right? Mm -hmm. My dad has rules for me. My dad has a code for me to live by. He's got principles for me to live by. I, I honor my dad. I dishonor my dad. I, this is my heavenly father. My friends don't live in that family. Yep. They don't have the same dad as me. So I'm not going to tell them to live by my family code. Right. I'm not going to hold them to a standard that my father's holding me to because they never signed up they for that standard. Up for they that. never, they never mm-hmm. joined that family. So it doesn't make any sense for me to tell somebody else how to live their life at all. Preach doesn't make any sense. Now, if they're hurting other people really bad and I need to like get in to like help somebody that's yeah. different, like, you know, let's say he's, you know, beating his wife or something right, crazy. Right, I right. could jump in and be like, bro, you can't do that. Yeah. But <clears throat> it's not my job to tell him how to be a husband. Yeah. You know, that's that. So judging people, you gotta be careful. Now that's non-Christians. You're not right. supposed to judge non-Christians. Mm-hmm. Are you supposed to judge Christians? The Bible talks about that. That's different. Yep. That's different. Now you're now you're talking about other people who are in the family with you. Yeah. So it's like, hey, we're brothers, bro. We've agreed to live by a higher standard. We've got to honor dad. What you're doing is not honoring dad. So you kind of get into a conversation like that. Even that, though, the secret to that's a two-way street. 100%. You know, if, you, if you're not in a tight relationship with somebody where that's going both ways, I don't know how much you're supposed to be doing that either. Yeah. But um, think about it like a family. So telling your non-Christian friends you're following God, here's some language. And this was so great for me before I became a pastor. Because now that I'm a pastor, it's like I'm not just a Christian when people find out. It's like I'm a super Christian or something. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like I was on a flight the other day and I was having the best conversation with this guy. You didn't tell him. I had the best conversation (laughs) about business, about real estate, about all this stuff. He found out as a pastor, stopped talking, talking to, to me. Yeah. He was so offended that I was a pastor. Just starts <laughs> saying like, oh, well, when you voted for Trump and oh, when you did it, I'm like, oh my God, dude. Like how, where, where is it? Also, did you just like, say lots of assumptions there. Yeah. Well, that's when, but yeah, he just, it was awful. But so being a pastor is a little bit more challenging because, but when you are a Christian, here's the language that I would use. And I think this might be helpful for you. Well, since last year. Or since recently, I've been really trying my best to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Or I've been trying my best to follow Christ. That, from, in my experience, language. is a lot more disarming and palatable for people to yeah. say, I'm trying my best to follow Jesus now. Yeah. It Good. seems more humble and less religious and yeah. less judgmental. And even political. Because, I mean, I think if and you even think of yeah. our, our nation... It's a Christian nation. Everyone calls themselves a Christian and everyone believes something different. So yeah. I love the language. I mean, if people ask me, are you Christian? I will say yes, because 
I am a follower of Jesus, but I love the language follower of Jesus way more than any other um yeah, the the name the, the word Christian <laughs> is only actually used I think twice in the whole Bible. Yeah. And that's other people referring to mm-hmm. Christians. Right. That was a name that other that society came up to call followers of Jesus. Right. It's not it's not something like hey, let's go around and call ourselves Christians. Now they always called themselves followers of Jesus or followers of the way. The way. Was you know because Jesus said he was the way, the truth and the life. So mm-hmm. the way, followers of the way. So um you know, our original Bible study that we started in our apartment, it was like seven seven people that were not following fo- Jesus. Right. And yep. that was the whole thing. The no Christians allow Bible study was what we secretly called it. Yeah. And uh, after everybody started getting baptized and their lives were changing, saved, yeah. one of my friends goes, are we Christians? <laughs> That's what he asked me. He's like, are we Christians? Is that what we say? And I was like, technically, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, but you, you know, language kind of makes people feel a certain way, so... You can describe your faith however you know you want, and I would. I've always gone with, I'm trying my best to follow Jesus. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to follow Christ. So that's I good. think that's so that that might be helpful to you if you're trying to tell your non-Christian friends that you're following God. I'm trying my best to follow Christ. Put my now. faith in Jesus, and I'm trying to follow Him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it feels to me, my experience is that people have real uh, are, are often offended by church. Yeah, by Christianity. By religion, mm-hmm. but most people are still pretty on board with Jesus. Like people still love Jesus. You know what I mean? Jesus is pretty awesome. They'll His teachings like, hold up. Dude, yeah. M- Mr. Turn your other cheek. <laughs> Mr. Pray for your enemies. Mr. I'll die for you while you're a sinner. Yeah. Mr. You know what I mean? He's humble. Yeah. Sermon on the Mount. I keeps mean, keeps the party going with the wine. Like <laughs> you know, he's 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 my savior. I yeah. love him. Talk about somebody who didn't make people feel judged. Like he just what he's are, just nailed it. Nailed, nailed, nailed life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, those are great questions today. We talked about Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Harry Potter. And if you should be watching that and <laughs> what that means, we talked about telling your friends uh, about breaking the news. Yeah. Of being a follower of Jesus. We hope that the, the this stuff kind of helped things uh, stay uncomplicated for you. And uh, we pray for us before we do. Yeah, of course. Jesus, thank you so much for our time together. I pray for every person that is listening and watching this. God, that you would meet them. Pray that your Holy Spirit would help uh, give them discernment to navigate the complexities of their life. Yes, This uh, life that seems so complicated at time, Lord, I know that you want to help us know you better. And so uh, just pray for direction and guidance and wisdom. And also just pray for joy that the people watching this today would sense you in a new way and would have a, a newfound joy because they'd know you better. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.